name is Sean O'Brien, and I'm podcasting to you from the Tulsa studios of MasterPTSD.com. Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, is a whole person issue. I am acknowledging that when the horrors of war or personal traumatic events coincide with unhealthy influences, there is a creation of fear and anxiety and sometimes depression. Our survival instincts compel us to fight or flee. But what are we actually fighting? What in the world are we fleeing from? At times, after the danger has passed, some people continue to relive those devastations. PTSD is not only for members of the military. PTSD extends to anyone that has endured a shocking or frightening or prolonged abusive experience. My question to you is, how does the Bible speak to those overwhelming situations? Hi again, everybody. It's been a little while since I've had an opportunity to get this out for you. I suppose it's the holidays and all. But I thought it was really important that I get this message out, especially in light of just the importance of being thankful for what we have, even though we might be hurting. I was thinking about how some people generally feel like they're really unworthy to be able to hear the voice of God in their lives. I think it affects a lot of people for various reasons, but especially people dealing with PTSD, dealing with some sort of a traumatic event, some sort of abuse that they encountered when they were young. Those are things that cause a huge, huge rise in just the probability that you're going to have problems later on, either because you learned it or because your trust is broken. I mean, if it was something that was very, very severe, I mean, it probably is something that deals with your endocrine system and kind of has your head all screwed up anyway. But bottom line, we're here to talk about your relationship with God. And I suppose it'd be a pretty good place to start with just saying our worthiness before God has nothing to do with what we do or don't do in our natural abilities apart from believing in Jesus. We are not made worthy by our actions or our attitudes. We're made worthy totally by the actions of Jesus and our acceptance of Him. God doesn't lie. It is God who says that we are worthy of His salvation, His free gift of eternal life, His blessings, and His presence. You can't possibly read the Bible for five minutes and not come to the same conclusion 
you know, another reason you may have decided that you can't hear God is because you've decided that you don't want to hear God. You know, you've determined in advance that you just don't want to, and therefore you won't do anything that God might tell you to do. You don't want to hear anything that God might say because you don't want to change your ideas or your attitudes or your behavior in any way. If you're like that, and I hope that you're not, it means that you have closed your mind and your heart to God. The Bible's word for that is rebellion. The rebellious person does not hear because he simply does not want to hear. Rebellion in its simplest form is putting yourself in opposition to God. I don't know if you're familiar or not. I'm just going to assume that you're not. I don't mean that badly, but this isn't something that I always knew. God told this to the prophet Ezekiel. Thou dwellst in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Rebellious people often try to justify their rebellion by citing something they believe God has done or that God is by nature. People that fit that category are generally saying every bad thing that's ever happened to them has happened because of God. The truth is, God isn't like that. God didn't send any negative things into your life. You may have confused the work of God and the work of devil. Jesus said that it is the devil who comes to steal from us, destroy us, and kill us. Jesus made it clear that he came to give us both eternal life and an abundant life on this earth. It's in John 3.16 and John 10.10. 10. Jesus came to seek out and rescue those who are lost, which means not in a relationship with God. Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice so that mankind could be restored to God fully. Then Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of truth, so mankind might walk in daily obedience and be in daily communion with God the Father. God is loving, merciful, long-suffering. He's gracious. He gives good things to his children. He does not seek to curse you, but to bless you. Those who stand in rebellion before God hurt only themselves by not availing themselves of a good and loving God's help. Are you really willing to listen? Do you really want to heal? Do you really want to get better? That's the ultimate question, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice, because that's going to be the starting point that you're going to actually be able to heal. Ask yourself, do you have a burning desire to hear God? Are you at a point in your life where you believe that you must hear from God, that your very life and future depend on it?
Are you so in need of hearing God that you will not speak or act until he tells you to do so? We can't force God to speak to us on our terms or when we want him to speak. We can, though, have what the Bible refers to as a heart for God. We can have a hunger to hear from God and to know what he wants for us, from us, and desires to do through us. The Bible tells a story of a king in Israel's history who faced impossible military odds. There were three mighty armies converging on Jerusalem. The king, his name was Jehoshaphat, he went to the outer courts of the great temple and cried out to God, we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know what we to do, but our eyes are upon thee. He didn't know what he was going to do. The Bible then said that all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. In other words, they stood in God's presence and waited for God to see what he would say. If you want to read the rest of the story, it's in 2 Chronicles 20. Bottom line, if you truly want to hear from God, turn towards him. Express your deep desire to hear from him. Ask him to open your ears to hear and your eyes to see and your mind to take in everything he might want to say to you. And if you think you hear his voice begin to speak inside of you, stand still and listen. Your healing by not taking meds and not drinking not going out catting around at night and filling your life up with terrible consequences has everything to do with developing a more full relationship with God the Father. And the only way that you're going to do that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. He left us the Spirit of Truth who does not speak on His own but only speaks what He is told. The Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of Truth, is your healer. He is the one that is going to guide you through this spot, whether it's money or relationships or bad dreams or not being able to sleep or suicidal ideations. That is all very, very small beings to a very, very big God who loves you very, very much. Jesus told his followers that his father would send the Holy Spirit to comfort and guide them after he had ascended to heaven. His words, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, 
but you know him, for he dwells in you and shall be in you. Think about this. Even if you don't believe in God, you still call out to God when everything goes wrong. You intuitively know that he is there. And you intuitively know that he's there because you're a spiritual being first. Some people fear that they can't speak to God because they've sinned too much. They know that sin results in a separation from God. Therefore, they don't try. Well, I've got some really good news for you. If you're a person who fears God because of sin, or you've ever had that thought, God says you can confess that you are a sinner. Ask him to forgive you, and he will. There's a very simple solution for the sin problem in your life. Admit your sin to God and receive his forgiveness. There's nothing wrong and involved about believing in Jesus as God's son and receiving the forgiveness Jesus made possible through his death on the cross. A simple but sincere statement is all that is required. If you get nothing else from this silly little podcast, <laughs> please just say this to yourself and mean it. Lord, I am a sinner. I accept what Jesus did on my behalf. Please forgive me and put me in a right, in a right relationship with you. That's it. If you want to hold on to your false guilt because you think it makes you strong or it identifies you as something else, you need to stop. God longs for you. He wants to talk to you. He calls for you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to see you happy. Don't let the lie of sin separate you from the one God who loves you. Pretty heavy. Anyway, I hope that everybody has a great, great, great Thanksgiving. Be nice to people. And just stay humble. God bless. Thanks for joining me today as always. If you have any questions, comments, prayers, or any topic requests, send them my way. I'm always available on Instagram or Facebook at master.ptsd. Go to www.masterptsd.com, read the notes, support the effort, give me a review, spread the word, and share. May the peace of Christ and the truth of the power of the Holy Spirit be upon you and your families. One life lost to suicide is too many. Talk soon.